Hello, my dear friends, and welcome to another episode of Spiritually Engineered. I'm your host, Alvin Zepeda, a spiritual seeker and the voice behind this exploration into the realms of all things spiritual, living life here on planet Earth, and the personal power we all have as a soul with a physical body. Whether you're new to the show or a returning listener, thank you for taking the time out of your day to tune in. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, so that was my little intro that I've worked up for this today's episode. <laughs> uh, not recorded, but definitely live. Um, so yeah, just to get into it, um, learning in this beautiful process of podcasting. So today's episode, I wanted to dedicate a bit about spiritual sensitivity. Now, what I, what I mean by spiritual sensitivity First, I want to clarify that it has nothing to do with necessarily about being emotionally sensitive or empathic uh, necessarily. I'm talking about having a, a, a sense of awareness within myself and in my environment to be sensitive, alert to what's going on. And sensitivity is like at least spiritual sensitivity, is like an extension of our physical senses. And so I think it's important to talk about this because this essentially encompasses everything, you know, at least how I come to understand about spirituality, living life on planet Earth, understanding the world and just the dynamic forces at play at any moment. You know, I'm sure you've probably heard the term intuition, gut feeling, or instinct. I'm sure there's a lot of words that people put out there, but the way I see it is, I mean, we're all talking about the same thing, this sensitivity or this awareness. You know, something I want to kind of introduce to you, the listener, is that, you know, what I've come to understand as a soul with the physical body, you know, we have two natures to us. We have our intellect, which is the analyzing, dissecting, the part that wants to understand why things the way they are, why things are the way that they are. And our feeling part is the part that wants to belong, that wants to be a part of things, that wants to connect. And, it, and, that's, and that part right there, the feeling part, you know, that's referred often to as our hearts or our, our unconscious mind. Whereas the intellect is often referred to as the head or the conscious mind, just to put it in some perspective. And so it's from this, the nature of the feeling part is where our spiritual sensitivity, and in my understanding, in my experience, how that unfolds. You know, earlier I mentioned in the previous episode, I talked about how what you know, got me on the spiritual path was just this desire and this curiosity about psychic abilities. You know, at the time, I was 25 when I was searching and exploring. I had very interesting concepts that was nothing short of Hollywood-type, you know, psychic abilities, telekinesis, and all this crazy stuff, astral projections and stuff like that. And I really wanted to tap into, I wanted to see, okay, I want to know what my superpowers are. And I, feel, and I feel like a lot of us, in our own ways, want to know how special we are. We want to feel special. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I personally believe that everybody, you know, 
yourself included, myself included, you know, you're special and unique because there's nobody else out there like you or me. And so in this exploration, I wanted to understand like, okay, if I have these psychic abilities, how do I, how do I work them? What, what, what can I do to better unfold these abilities? And the, the workshop that eventually that kind of through following my intuition and my heart, you know, I eventually let, went to this workshop that was titled Expanding Your Psychic Sensitivity. And I think one of the things that I'm learning at this time after having spent a good amount of years working with my sensitivity, because the way I see it, my intuition is my way of living. Or at least using my intuition is my way of life. Like I use it every day. I base my decisions on sensing, okay, what's my gut feeling? What's, what's going on today? Kind of listening to my heart my heart being the compass and stuff like that. And so, kind of stepping a little back here, when, when it comes to unfolding psychic abilities, what I'm coming to understand is, is simply put, has a lot to do with managing my energy while also kind of directing and navigating through the energies of other people in the environment. You know, when, in this whole process of understanding psychic abilities, you know, I really understood a little bit more about how it relates to God and the mystical experiences. And honestly, at this point, I'm starting to understand more and more that something that I never considered to be psychic experiences actually was indeed. So sometimes the thing is with, when it comes to spiritual sensitivity, we all use it whether we believe it or not. Where, whether we're aware of it or not, we all use it. I think that the issue that people may run into, and I know myself included, I, can, I, I fall into this, is that if I get passive with my energy, that makes me really susceptible to other people's energy affecting me. Whereas if I take the more proactive approach to handling my energy, then I don't have to necessarily worry about the environment because the environment's out of my control. I'm not going to worry about all that stuff. Focus on the control where I have it, which is, which is within myself. And so, just to give you some sense of like my understanding, uh, like I said, so I, I, the, no, the, I'm involved with the Wayshores College and uh, the founder, Dr. Francisco Cole, was a was a pioneer in spiritual research and he he had you know he was very in tune with his spiritual abilities and you know I learned from from him or at least from reading his book about four types of psychic abilities in which ways you can actually look at it in a sense of like perceptions how you send and receive energy so let me kind of introduce this to you because, again, in further episodes, I'll kind of expand more and, and, you know, talk about these kind of stuff. You know, there's always going to be, you know, in each new episode, trying to work it as I can just to kind of expand and help kind of bring you in this journey of understanding this stuff. Because, you know, when I was fresh into, you know, working with the college, I just didn't have much experience or didn't understand or understood very little. But coming back to the gifts and what I was talking about, uh, what was shared with me and what I've pulled together and through my experiences and meditating is that there are four spiritual gifts that we all have. 
The first gift is the gift of prophecy. And mind you, we all have these abilities, but all of us have one gift that we use primarily in our communication with ourselves, other people, and even with our spirit guides, which I'll dedicate a special episode to talk about that. Anyway, back to talking about the gift of prophecy. So the person with this primary type or this prophetic part in all of us senses things through an inner knowing. We don't know how we know things. We just know. And it's like the prophetic has the, uh, the, the ability to quickly gain insights into a situation or into a person. And it's this part of us that has a strong concern for the future. And we get premonitions about the future, whether it be in the form of a dream, whereas dreams come true for certain people, or we just get impressions and we can just sense it. Like I know for me, I remember like at uh, my previous job, I worked at a, a at middle school. Uh, I would basically do operations and stuff and I would hear the door, uh, someone would buzz in to want to be let into the building. And oftentimes I would have a, either a picture or I'll have a sense or a note like, oh, it's so-and-so. And then I'll go, and this is before actually physically seeing them. And I'll step out of my office and head towards the door to let the person in. And sure enough, it was that person. So that's, that, that's definitely a moment for me, like how my prophetic part works. <clears throat> now, the second uh, gift I want to talk about is the gift of vision. The gift of vision is like they sense through a mental picture. It's important for this, the person with this primary gift to, to again, just to have that picture for you know, whatever it is, like, let's say if you're going to, if they were, if you're going to teach a person who's a visionary, we'll say the person with the gift of vision, how to ride a bike, you know, it would help them if you could show them how to do it. You know, these are like the visual people who could really take a lot more from the visual um, part, um, their eyes or the mental picture. And this is the part, this gift or people with the highest in this gift have a way of being detached, but they're very optimistic and they're very sociable they like to talk to people and they prefer to transact things they prefer to handle things in person so they can see the person and i know with the the gift that's usually associated with the gift of vision at least the psychic ability is clairvoyance i forgot to mention for the prophetic part is that uh, the gift the psychic gift with that one is trance and with that it's like being a, a clear channel for spirits on the other side to communicate through is essentially what the gift of trance is. Let me move on and talk about intuition in this particular context. Intuition in this particular context, in my understanding, is the gift of clear audience or clear hearing. You know, uh, a gift that would be associated with our psychic ability would be telepathy. Um, and people with this, they're high in the gift of intuition are generally leaders of of other people like they tend to be in the managerial position because they love people they also have a lot of respect for themselves and they usually can command respect from people around them when they're secure and it's the, the part that really likes to is the unconventional it's very original and so and you know i know for um for my gift of intuition, I have to also come back and relate to the vision, uh, vision part. For the intuition part, I know how I relate with this particular gift is when I whenever I listen to music, 
I know that's uh, an impression that I'm usually receiving from my guides. That's one of the ways that they communicate with me through that gift because I love listening to music. And sometimes I'll hear particular words, I'll hear a melody over and over and over. And sometimes I'll, I'll listen to the song and it's, you know, with my physical ears and say, like, okay, what's, what's the deal with this? And sometimes I'll get insights into what, what that's about, why I'm hearing it. I want to take a little step back and talk about, you know, with, with my gift of vision, you know, how that kind of, how that, I relate with that. Sometimes, you know, if I'm looking for something, I'm like, shoot, where are my keys? Oh, shoot, where did I place my phone? You know, there are moments when, when I practice and allow myself to relax because I know losing things or misplacing things is a really a big pet peeve of mine, something that I'm personally working on. I find that a picture just pops into my mental, my mental eye. It's just, it just comes in and it's like, okay, I get this image of a drawer, for example, and then I'll check it to see. Let me just follow that and see where that goes. And oftentimes, I find the very thing that I'm looking for. And so it's interesting how through the gift of vision in that way, how I can per perceive and pick up energy in that way. And now let me move forward uh, and talk about the last gift, the gift of feeling, where the person with this gift type um, senses things through feelings or sensations. You know, they're, they're the, the people that like to, they're very uh, dexterous, they're very like hands-on, you know, like anybody who's into dancing or massage, anything where they work physically, they're just there using their bodies. Um, a sense of craftsmanship as well, I would say, you know, that's like the feeler type. Uh, they, they go, they sense things according to how, how it feels, if it feels good or if it doesn't feel good. You know, they, they love to, to, to give hugs to people, you know, it's just like, they're very touchy, <laughs> you know, because they're very expressive in that way. And I know how I relate to the gift of feeling is just, oftentimes it's just like how something physically feels to me. You know, if I'm like, I know the psychic gift that's associated with the feeling gift is psychometry, where it's like if I pick up an object that somebody has worn, let's say like a watch of theirs that they wear every day, I can or anybody with this feeling gift, again, any, anybody can tap into this, mind you. It's not just like we have only one, we have all of them. Where it's like I could sense into the object and pick up impressions about the person. And so again, that's the, the gift of psychometry, is being able to just pick up uh, psychic impressions about whatever comes up. And so this is just kind of, I wanted to expand a little bit about the gifts because I'll definitely expand on more on, the, uh, on those later and explain more about them because it's very cool to have discovered, you know, psychic abilities in that way, in the form of, in, in a lot of ways too, looking at it as a form of communication. Because it's like I send communication out a certain way and then I receive it, you know, I interpret it. Again, it's just looking at it from the simple component of energy. It really has put things in perspective for me. And something that I, was, I wanted to share that I was regrouping recently, um, a good friend of mine, Teresa, uh, she also has her own podcast, and she also recently released a book of her, uh, a book she wrote uh, called The Soul Quake Survival Guide. And I like the term soul quake because it's almost, you know, it's similar to just like the earthquake, only except talking about the turbulence that, that can affect all of us in different ways 
you can call it trauma and you know things like that uh but how it affects us on an energetic level so you know she used the term so, uh, so quick so i want to use it in this example so one of the things as it relates to spiritual sensitivity i learned that i experienced a soul quake of my own when i was in college my second year and it really put things in perspective because a reminder for me is like i was always sensitive just like all of us are you know it's just it's not something that we're separated from we're connected with our psychic gifts our feeling part the soul part and so when so so basically to, to, to kind of go a little bit briefly i'll try to make it compact here so i was going out with some friends and meeting out with some friends to eat in the cafeteria because i pretty much stayed i boarded uh, on campus um, because i was fortunate enough to have a scholarship to be able to do that and so i stayed there uh, I went well. I went to go meet up with my friends in the cafeteria, and it was around dinner time, and there were a lot of people hanging out and doing stuff. And then I got my food, and I went to go sit with uh, with the friends at the, at a round table. And as things were kind of progressing, all of a sudden, I felt like something just kind of gave me like an energetic shock. And all of a sudden, it almost. In, in, in a way, it, it came out in the form of like a panic attack. Which a panic attack is a, a, it is a form of and can result of a soul quake. And it was a moment when it happened. Like I was feeling tingling sensations in my hands. I felt this sense of being overwhelmed for some reason. And I just couldn't. It just really felt overwhelming. And I just didn't know what to do. I almost felt like I was just going to let myself go. And <laughs> I don't know, somehow explode or something. But... I tried to relax myself as best I could. Um, it, it wasn't only. It wasn't until I kind of went stepped away from the cafeteria where there were so many people, so many voices, conversations, and stuff. Like uh, again, sensory. It was almost like it was a sensory overload that affected me, that really put me down this path of just like my sensitivity starting to unfold a bit. At that point in my life, but. At the time, I was looking at it from the perspective of, shoot, I'm going through health concerns. Like, what's going on with my body? Why am I experiencing this stuff? Do I need to? And I, and I remember seeing some doctors. And I remember at some point I got, I ended up seeing a, a cardiologist at some point, and they diagnosed me with some kind of, I think they call it mitral valve prolapse. From at least what kind of resulted from this journey of what I was experiencing in my body, and so that kind of really put things in perspective of just. The energy, the environment. Because whenever I would, be, I would be in, in places where there's a lot of people, I would get, I would feel this, this, this kind of panic attack inducing kind of thing. It's just like I feel overwhelmed. I feel this tingling sensation in my hands, like I'm my, my short, like short bursts of like breaths and just like, <laughs> like that fight or flight kind of feeling. And I just, but I, I don't, I didn't know why it was happening. It just kind of hit me. And whenever I'd be away and and when there was less people, I feel fine afterwards. So it's just interesting how when it's around other people and their energy and all this stuff happening all over the place, how that affects me. So it was just, it was an interesting thing to look at and to regroup and to give me a newfound perspective of that experience. Because for the longest time, I always thought, what was the point of that part of my, of my, of those days in my, um, when I was in college? What was the, what was the point of that? Because I always like to look at and evaluate my experiences and to get a sense of like what it's all about without trying to get too heavy or too analytical, but trying to find that fine balance, you know? 
And so, you know, and that, that was just one, one moment that I've experienced the, the, just how spiritually sensitive, you know, I was. And I know if you're listening to this, you're spiritually sensitive too. You know, and another example I'll share is like, I'm sure if you've, have you ever gotten FOMO, you know, to the person who's listening? Or for those you don't know, is the fear of missing out. You know, I get that. I, st I still get that from time to time. And it, for me, it affects me during the weekend, which is interesting because during the weekend, especially being here in Washington, D.C., where the nightlife is bustling, it's just so much stuff going on. And sometimes I can feel that, that, that energy. And for me, I love to be in social energy, although I know I try to find that balance because I know at some point I need to kind of come back to myself. Uh, otherwise, I'll just kind of, you know, it, it'll be, it's, a, it's a thing of mismanagement of energy. And just kind of allow myself to just kind of, uh, kind of similar to what I was experiencing when I shared about the soul quake. Kind of similar symptoms, if you will. And so that was an interesting perspective that I also recently learned. It's like, okay, FOMO is like I'm picking up the energy in, in the city. And it's like, you know, I, I want to be a part of something. I don't want to miss out and all this stuff. And it's just like so much happening. It's just, again, just another instance for myself of what I'm understanding what it means to be spiritually sensitive. And so, you know, I mentioned earlier about the importance of coming back. And that's one of the things that I'm, I'm learning that's really crucial when it comes to spiritual sensitivity. Because the reality is, whether you, the listener, acknowledge it or not, aware of it or not, or you probably call it a different thing, you know, you're going to pick up stuff from other people as you're involved in life. I know I do as I'm involved in my life. I can't cut off the, you know, the energies that I'm going to pick up from other people. It's part of the game in many ways. But something that I've come to understand lately is the importance of coming back to myself. You know, another way of actually calling that I'm coming to understand is um, cleansing. You know, a lot of my friends, they have their, their modalities and how they try to cleanse themselves and their energies because they understand that they, they, they're very, all of us are empathic we, or empathetic and we pick up stuff from our environment from people all the time. And so people, I know they would use like sage, they would burn sage and stuff like that, crystals and stuff like that, which is great. You know, whatever works for people, that's, that's their own. And if it serves them, more power to them. But I've come to understand when it comes to cleansing, it's like what I mentioned before, it's coming back to myself coming back to my energy. And it can be very easy for me to forget that as I'm involved in my life, as I'm involved with other people, as I give of myself to the people, I have to always remember, hey, I have to give back to myself. I can't leave myself out. I have to come back to my energy. So that's just something that really put things in perspective for me, um, understanding spiritual sensitivity. And especially the part about not fighting it. Because even, we can even pick up energy that comes up in the form of thoughts. So for the viewer that's listening, I'm sure you probably, or maybe you haven't heard about intrusive thoughts. Well, you'll, you'll, you'll pick up a thought that sounds very drastic and extreme and almost violent in some ways. But that's something that you wouldn't ever, ever want to think about yourself. It's not part of your character. It's not part of who you are. Again, it's a different semantics, but... 
intrusive thoughts is essentially just talking about energies that we pick up from the environment from other people. And that shows up in various thought forms. And I'm, and I'm glad at a certain point in my journey, I learned to be able to detach from that, not to identify with my thoughts. Because, man, if I still had that mentality, I would have been in a very different and darker place because of the stuff that I've picked up in my environment. You are not your thoughts. But rather, you are the manager of your thoughts. And I'm learning as the manager of my thoughts is to have that true concern and sincerity with myself to decide what is it that I want to have in my mental space? Am I going to allow the stuff that's of jealousy, of hatred, stay in my, in my precious inner home? Or am I going to invite and express love, respect, understanding, compassion, seeing mountain to mountain with someone? And it really comes down to choice comes down to my personal freedom, your personal freedom, the listener. And, you know, I'm at a point now, it's just navigating all this stuff. You know, something that I'm aspiring to do more going forward is as I'm involved, because I want to be involved and I owe it to myself and other people to be of service to, to continue being involved in life. Otherwise, I'm just going to be existing and not really living in that way. You know, I really want to practice maintaining my sense of self as I'm involved in my life. And I think that's the most important thing we can all do for ourselves in working with our spiritual sensitivity is to maintain sense of self. Otherwise, I'll let, I'll let other people's energy affect me and then I lose touch of myself and I'm off my pivot. Then I'll feel insecure. But when I step back into myself and who I am, the real me, I'm secure, free, and loving life. Joyful. And I'll start to bring it to a close here. Uh, for this episode and I think you know this um, navigating the energies and the stuff in the environment and even within ourselves that's part of what it means to have self-mastery I'm learning the art of directing channeling flowing through energy while being steady and secure inside myself with my sense of my personal freedom that I have, with the feeling of everything's going to be all right. And, you know, why I mention spiritual, you know, I want to come back to my initial topic about spiritual sensitivity and why I think it's important. Working with my spiritual sensitivity is vital to my success. It makes the difference between me being successful and me being not su successful. And I definitely want to dedicate an episode and talk about and expand a little bit about that. But that's one of the big underlying things of why I feel it's in everybody's best interest to explore that, to at least acknowledge, consider, hey, I'm spiritually sensitive. Hey, maybe there's more to just like my my 
external perceptions, you know, sight, taste, smell, you know, all that stuff. I and mean, what if there's something beyond the ESP, if you will? Again, semantics, but let's, again, we're talking about, for the sake of simplicity, spiritual sensitivity. And my discovery of like being spiritually sensitive really helped me with something that I wanted deep down was, what, what are my superpowers? Spiritual sensitivity is all of our collective, like our collective, but also individually, our own superpowers. And there's no limit to what we can do with it. I think it's important when it comes to unfolding sensitivity to have a, a sense of respect for others and people and to have a, a, a high standard of working with the energy, which is something I appreciate about the college because that's what they're very big on. They have high standards when it comes to working with spirits, working with people and their life purpose and their path. There's things that are set up like their consultations and, and their courses are set up in such a way for high standard to honor and respect people and meet people where they are. And again, I'll probably dedicate another episode to talk about Wayshores College so that all my listeners out there can understand a little bit more about where I'm coming from even more because of, you know, they've done so much for me and I've gotten so much out of my involvement. So I'll end it there. Uh, if you made it to this part of the episode this far in, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. And before we officially stop it, you know, here, let me share some a couple more jokes just to kind of get this energy, you know, nice and light. Like I said, because when it comes to being spiritual, I'm learning <laughs> and I'm always being reminded it's important to have that lightness, that play. It's very important to have that play. And that's, in essence, talking about connecting with our childlike part, the part that never dies within us. It can only be suppressed but it, it, it yearns to be expressed. So, here we go. Here are a couple of jokes we got. So, I got two for you. First one is, <clears throat> why do ducks have feathers? To cover their butt quacks. <laughs> All right, here's one more. What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? One is really heavy, and the other is a little lighter. <laughs> Again, my name is Alvin Zepeda. This has been Spiritually Engineered. Thank you for, for watching. Or sorry, for watching. For listening. <laughs> for tuning in. I hope you have uh, an awesome Monday and a beautiful start to your rest of your week. Take care.